All right, here we go. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Minding Mind podcast, where we live life with ease, connection, and permission to just be. I'm your host, Evelyn Lavaster, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I get to sit down with Chulu Chansa to discuss falling in love with your body, food relationship, and exercise, and I cannot wait for you to hear more. First, let me introduce you to my super friend. Chulu Chansa's superpower is creating safe spaces for uncomfortable conversations amongst diverse groups of people. Born in Zambia, educated on three continents, Chulu is fluent in diversity, equity, and inclusion, a boundless creative, wellness entrepreneur, whimsical mother, producer, and commander of words. She is also the CEO and founder of Africana Woman, a wellness brand and host of the award-winning podcast, Africana Woman. Chulu, welcome to the show. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have <laughs> you. you. Oh my gosh. I was just so thrilled that one, you have started a podcast because lady, you've been on my podcast and that conversation, I send it to people all the time. I'm like, you need to listen to this, <laughs> this episode. Okay. <laughs> because it was so good. And I know that, you know, your message is so powerful and your conviction and just passion around around it is so inspiring and I'm, I'm just so excited that you've got this platform so you're like I'm starting a podcast I'm like yes I'm going to be there <laughs> love it love it you know what I love is that like we just get to we we get to collaborate first of all from other parts of the world right like we're collaborating yes. with other parts of the world online talking like we're neighbors but just knowing that like the more we spread this word our word the more we recognize that there are women all around the globe that are just looking to rise together. Like we just want to feel good and we just want to help each other however we can. And I love knowing that like people talk about the world is a scary place and it is, but my world, the one I create is pretty damn beautiful. That it is, that it is, it's absolutely beautiful. So Julie, why don't we get started and talk about like, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us who you are, like what your mission is. What is it that that you're bringing to all the women that you're impacting? So my name is Chulu. I am from Zambia, which is country in Southern Central Africa. And I live right in the middle of the country <laughs> at a small town called Kabwe. And, you know, everybody's like, why do you live in Kabwe? I'm like, because it makes me happy. There's a beautiful garden. I'm just surrounded by nature. And I and the best part for me is, you know, the season of fruits. So whenever, like, there's a lot of fruit trees in the back. So, you know, right now it's mango season. Girl, it's going down. So... <laughs> Just depending on whatever season it is, you, you know, you can just walk outside, get your fruits, fresh air, like, oh my goodness. I absolutely love, love, love everything about my life. And I live with my son. He's, at the time we're recording this, he's turning 16 in two days. So that's super exciting. And we're going to be celebrating that. But I, you know what? I wasn't 
always like this 2019 2019 I was going through a very difficult time I was depressed I was experiencing anxiety attacks I was living in the city having you know that nine to five job and really not even understanding what is going on and feeling so disempowered that there's nothing that I can do to get out of this confused state that I was in, you know? And I got to a point where enough was enough and I had to do something. So one of the things that I did was I started therapy. I got into a coaching program and I also found community. I was fortunate enough that I was able to join a community which was outside of my country, outside of my continent. But at the same time, I also realized that if I am experiencing something like this, I know there's other people, other African women who are also experiencing the same thing, but they may not have the same resources and privileges that I had at the time to be able to, you know, do the the programs that I was doing. So that's why I decided that, you know what, I want to create a, a safe space for African women to be able to just come and let their hair down, you know, to just be authentically themselves and not judged, to be able to speak, to actually say the words out loud that, okay, I need help. I am struggling. I want this for my life, but I don't even know where to start from. How do I get the help? You know, so we have this community, which actually started out as a blog. So the Africana Woman blog, it was like I was writing it for myself, (laughs) self-therapy. And then it grew into a podcast. Didn't really know what I was going to do with the podcast. But right now we are at, I think, 181 episodes later. So that's super exciting. And we are an award-winning podcast as well. We won Best Society and Culture Podcast in Africa two years in a row. So, you know, and then we have the community, which is my favorite part. Oh my goodness. And just being able to walk alongside so many women that are at different stages of their life and really help them to incorporate wellness and well-being into their um into their daily lives right because you know you see on social media you see on all these different platforms oh you know you know you should you should be mindful you should be healthy you should be all of these things you know, there's all of these slogans but then what does it look like practically in your life and that's what we do we're helping you to implement that practically into your life and we're supporting you with that accountability for you and we're just celebrating each other so in a nutshell that's what I do amazing I mean it is so multifaceted because the fact is like you you hit so many different talking points like women in general feel shame when they have to ask for help women in general feel weak saying it right they They worry about being criticized by others, but really the truth is like, we're our worst critic first, right? We critique ourselves so hard, but we give everybody else compassion with ease. I love that you're like breaking the barriers there. Have just, just letting women know, like we're all kind of struggling and saying that is not complaining. Saying that is like a lifeline, 
right? Like I don't, I don't want to just live. I don't want to just exist. I want to thrive. And sometimes like, sometimes I'm not meant to do that by myself. So I love that you're opening up those doors. And then I even love the idea of just focusing on wellness and well-being because we, we were talking before we started recording about how my business in general in the beginning was all about like fitness and nutrition. And I really did believe in my mind that I was going to help women feel better about themselves by changing their bodies. But in time and through my own journey, I had to see that changing your body does nothing when you're not doing any heart or mind work with it. Like I, you, you just continue to shrink your body and feel unhappy in a smaller body. And, and it's never enough because you're constantly chasing a feeling, not a size, right? Like you're desperate for confidence. You're desperate to feel like comfortable. Really what you're saying is I want to be accepted. I want to feel valued. I want to be worthy. I want to walk in a room and feel like my energy is like, like people are excited to feel me there. I want to be me. But then we say like, that's what I want. But then we're like, I just have to be thin to get there. And and it does like, there's this disconnect, right? That just keeps us constantly chasing, constantly chasing this version of us that we don't even really want to be. So I love that. Like you are fighting that fight, like with me alongside me all the way where you are. And I'm all the way over here, just helping women see like that feeling that you want. You are entitled to that feeling. You can create that feeling and then you can watch your life completely transform from the inside out, but it's got to start inside. And you know, like, you know, when you say you're not just existing, but you can also thrive. I think a lot of what I do is helping people to actually have the awareness that right now, what, what is going on in my life is is it's just like it's almost like you're a robot almost on like you're you're just you know moving in automatic you know you get up you go to work you come back you sit down watch tv sleep get up go to work you know what i mean and i'm like you know do you understand that there is so much more you know and you can be thriving and just allow like helping women give themselves that permission to dream more, to actually believe there is more. I think that for me is, is so, it's so fulfilling and to be able to, for them to see, whoa, at the end of a year, like this is how much has changed. This is how much I have managed to do. Oh, I love it. I love this work. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a struggle at the beginning, but when you get there, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. You mentioned the, like giving women permission to dream, right? And this was honestly, like, I feel like I've been on this growth journey for quite some time, but it was just maybe a year ago where our coach Patrice said, tell me what you dream for yourself. And I said the, the very expected responses. I want my family to be happy and healthy. I want my children to feel good about themselves. I want my marriage to stay strong. And she was like, Evelyn. Evelyn, you mentioned what you want for your kids, what you want for your marriage, what you want for your relationships, but you did not tell me anything about you. And it was in that moment that I recognized, like, I haven't dreamed for myself at all. I never even realized it. Like, I was so stuck in the identity of being 
parent, provider, and partner that I didn't look at myself as woman first, individual first. So that I felt like was a huge turning point for me to recognize like, girl, girl, you are so grateful for so much in your life. And you really took the time to co-create this life, but also it's time to do for you. It's time to let yourself feel what you need to feel, want what you need to want, experience what you want to experience. And now, and now I dream. I'll tell you something else I love about women that we have women of all ages, right? And a lot of times in other um, organizations or structures, there's a lot of hierarchy, you know, like, you know, you need to be respectful of the elders or only, you know, certain people have got um, a right to say certain things and so on and so forth. But in the, in our space, you find that all of the ages are so open, so um, willing to be vulnerable. And in that vulnerability, everybody is learning, you know. And I mean, at our age, like like you're saying, like, you know, you've been on this, like I've also been on this journey for quite some time. But I can just imagine the ladies who are like much younger, like in their 20s, hearing somebody in their 50s talking about, you know, what they're experiencing. And it's not something that is norm that it's not conversations that normally happens on, you know, in their homes, but to be able to come into a space like this and just hear someone say, okay, I'm struggling with this menopause or, you know, my menstruation is being weaponized against me or, you know, any other struggle that they go through, any other insecurities. And you're like, wait, you look like you have it all together, but you also have those insecurities. And what could I do in my younger age so that, you know, I'm also building, like you said, when you, you your gift to your daughter is that self-confidence, that self-trust. So building that up in our younger women is, I'm just like, wow, I wish I had this. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that, but I really believe, right, that that's the thing is the, the work that you're most passionate about, the work that you're almost called to do is mm -hmm. really an answer to what the younger version of you needed, you know, like yes. I think like the work that I do now, just helping women kind of see themselves, accept themselves you know, embrace everything about them and with love, like not just, we're so self-deprecating, right? Instead of self-deprecating, yeah. instead like embrace every beautiful part of you because every part of you is perfect. Like, I wish I had known that as a 20 year old girl, like, you know, Evelyn, you are enough. You are so worthy. You are so valuable. Your words mean so much to other people. Like you change your room just by walking in it. You know, I wish... I knew that, but now that I have that gift for myself, I can pass it on to other people too. And that's what the, that that's the joy. That's the fulfillment that my heart was missing when I was living my life in autopilot. Oh my gosh. I wish to say that again. You change the environment when you just walk in the room. Guys, please. Can you bottle that up and just sit in it? Yeah, I love it. I recently <laughs> said, like, I recognize I think before I felt like importance, being important was like a big, huge task where now yeah. I see like I change people's lives just by being me. I don't have to work at it. I don't have to struggle for it. I just have to wake up, be true to my heart, be true to me. 
And when people watch me live true to me, it literally like plants seeds, right? Just little seeds. And I'm, it is not my job to water the seeds. It is not my job to provide the nourishment. But I now recognize any room that I walk in, first of all, I walk in with light. I walk in with love. I, I know that my energy is one that makes other people feel calm. But I'm also recognizing that when I speak, I just plant seeds everywhere, right? So I tell myself, girl, a year from now, that room is a whole garden, right? You did that. And all you had to do was be you. Do you know what I struggle with? Well, I think more this year, because when we were starting, that's like 2020, <laughs> when I was like starting Africana Woman and the brand, you know, it was very much about just putting yourself out there, whether it's messy or not. You know, if you go in a live, if it's just like one person, you know, you serve the one and all. But I feel like this year there has been so much visibility in terms of like the brand is growing and then also like recognition of me as well. And I think I got to a point, I think mid-year, where I became so conscious about who. Like, you know, are people going to be okay with me? <laughs> and do I need to start like self-censoring some of the things that I say, you know? And it really affected me and it really got in my head. And then I got to a point where I just said, you know what? If you've got this far because you were just you, then you're already doing you're already doing something right so there's there's nothing you need to change right yes. but I, I i i i know like the middle of this year i was really struggling with just oh i've got so many eyes on me and you know feeling very self conscious but yeah I, I, it's 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 been interesting to to now transition into like a, a space where you are authentically yourself and there are people who are going to, there's more people, who, more eyes on you. And possibly there may even be people who don't even like <laughs> what, you know, you represent. But being able to handle that with grace and ease and not let it affect you or alter you or change who you are or who you present yourself to be. Yeah. I think like that, that's it right there. Like that's that identity work in that. I think this journey has brought me to the place where I can recognize now that there's always going to be stress. There's always going to be life events that are huge and heartbreaking. There's always going to be people that don't agree with me or don't like me or my light irritates their demons. You know, they're, they're there, but I feel so centered and so grounded and so sure of who I am that I recognize that heartbreak won't break me, that a thought of what will they think of me no longer crosses my mind. Because as long as I know what I think of me, everything else is irrelevant. Like for me in the past, it would have been like, oh, Chulu thinks I'm great. That feels amazing. And now I can say Chulu thinks I'm great. That's a bonus. But I already knew that, right? Like it's just the difference of saying like, I understand people aren't all going to be for me. And I also understand that their thoughts are just a reflection of them and not me, right? So 
anybody who can come into your world and see you as anything other than you is just battling with something inside of them. And it literally has nothing to do with you. So I love that you, you know, you could just keep walking tall, walking strong and knowing that your growth, your growth is freeing women around the globe and the people who don't want to hear it, don't like your words, don't, you know, are offended by whatever you have to say. They're not ready for the work you do. They got their own journey to <laughs> focus on. So I, I love it. I love it. What do you think is like, how, how would you say you got here? I mean, you, you said just four years ago, you were feeling depressed and anxious, like, and yes, I understand, like we, we talk about going through therapy, talking it out and working it out, but what had to change inside of you to get you to see, like, I want to thrive. Depression doesn't have to take over me, right? Like what, what do you feel like changed most for you to help you get to this place? I think, I think there's a part of me. Okay. Yeah. Let me explain it this way. You know, I believe in God. I believe in the spirit. And I believe they're always speaking to you all the time, right? And they're like who you are fundamentally and who you are meant to be and the way you're supposed to show up in the world is always knocking at the door. Like it's always telling you like, okay, let's get this started. Let's get this started, right? But we we begin life, you know, we go out into the world, we go to uni and all of that. And we're kind of just following what people have told us we are meant to do. You know, this is the path of success and all of that kind of stuff, right? But then I think I got to a point where it was, it was, it was like what was within me was now really just bursting to come out. And I couldn't recognize what it was. I couldn't, I didn't understand what the, what the purpose was, what the calling was, what the spirit was saying. So it felt like white noise. It felt, it felt disturbing. It felt, I just didn't feel that I was in the right place, you know? So I was in a great job. I was, you know, great salary, all of that great stuff. But I wasn't happy. And it's like, why are you not happy? <laughs> people are looking at you like, you know, people are asking like, why are you not happy? But I'm not because I'm not in the right place. I'm not doing the what I'm meant to be doing, right? And I think what happened is that I I think I it first of all just the courage, the courage to actually acknowledge that there is another path. The courage to to step out on that path. <laughs> that was like nerve-wracking because it's the unknown, right? Because everybody knows that, okay, you've got the job, you've got the salary coming in, you've got all of this, but then you're saying, oh, okay, but there's this other thing. I, I, I'm being called there, I'm drawn there, but it's unknown. It's unknown to everybody. Everybody is now, you know, putting their doubts on you or putting their fears on you. Would you be okay? You've got a child. How are you going to look after you? You know, all of these things. And you're just like, do I stay here? And literally in that space I felt that I was dying I was not growing you know when you're not growing you're dying 
that's just it. And I could feel myself just like disintegrating slowly, you know? Um, so I had to make a choice. Do I stay here in the so-called comfort or do I step out into the unknown and just discover what's out there? So I had to, I chose to step out into the unknown. And I think what what I discovered was, it was it, it's almost, you know, when they say like, you know, you're like onions and you're just peeling back. And, and I think that peeling back was now revealing what the purpose is. Because when I started with the blog, I was just like, oh, let me just write the blog. <laughs> Who thought that, you know, a few years down the line, we've got this. And it's just because of being willing to do that work and just discover and find out the the different spaces and places that I can occupy and in what form and how can I serve. And also like you know, trusting your the, the intuition to say, this is not for me, or this is for me, you know, and I think experimenting as well. I did a lot of experimenting. I tried so many different things. So people are like, oh my God, you're everywhere. <laughs> I think when people look at me, before you get confused. But in reality, I'm really just trying to figure out, is this something that I like? Is this something that I can see myself doing for the long term? Is this something that impacts people? Is there transformation? Because those are values of mine, right? Community transformation, you know. So also just checking, do they align my values? And also, am I at peace? Because I think one of the things that I have, well, since, you know, that period of being in, being in depression and anxiety and all of that, something that I actively seek is peace and joy. So I want to know that, you know, whatever I am saying yes to is something that resides in peace and also has like gives me so much joy. So that's like my measuring stick, right? <laughs> Like if it's, if it's if there's no peace there, then we're not doing it. We're not collaborating. Like we're not doing this. Yeah. So I think that's sort of been like the journey really. Yeah. I feel like what you're saying is like the, the, the very first scary step is being just radically honest with yourself about what you actually want aside from the judgment or comments or disappointment you might face from other people. And I think that part is so hard because, okay, so you know that I was a teacher for 11 years. And when I got to the point where, oh gosh, girl, I would pull up to the building and sit in my car and say, Evelyn, you got to get out this car. You got to, you have to go in there. You have babies to feed, go do the thing. And it, Every morning, it was like a pep talk in the parking lot and not even a pep talk. It wasn't like a, you got this. It was a, like, get out of the car and get in there. You have to do this. And it wasn't that I hated teaching. It was that I felt drained. I felt exhausted. Policy and politics seemed to take over the classroom. And that really wore me down. But it was, it was like, it was kind of like the boulder that fell on me and said, like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. 
This job is taking everything away from you. And it took me a long time to even say it out loud because I knew, not I knew, I feared that my husband would not support my idea. I feared that my family would be like, you went to school and you wasted your time, you know? And the reality is like, you know, we budgeted for a long time and my husband was fully supported, supportive, but friends, family, every, are you crazy? What do you mean? You're leaving a job that has a 403 and you have guaranteed income and you have your summers off. Like, what are you doing? You're teaching your daughters to quit. All the things that like, all the fears that I had were coming at me with speed. But let me tell you something. I feel like I left that job. And even though, yes, I was coaching nutrition and fitness part-time, it's like I left that job and I started to become the woman that I was supposed to be. Right. So I was literally living. I was living as somebody else. And that's why it felt so bad, because it was literally a betrayal to who I am. Right. It's a betrayal. So I feel like the joy and the ease that you speak of right now is because your soul is like, Chulu, thank you for coming back to me. Like, thank you for coming home. Because if you think about it, right, like we are born. I believe we're all born with purpose. We're all born with a knowing, even though we're dependent on the outside world. But it is the outside world that puts layers and layers of lessons and thoughts and limits and unhelpful beliefs and fears and everything else, right? And we tend to think we're lost, like I lost myself or I need to find myself. But you're not lost. You're just buried under everybody else's shit. It's not even yours. So like this part of the journey, this part of being able to wake up like and look at myself in the mirror and say like, God, I love this girl. Like, I love you. I see you. Like this part of the journey is why it was so hard before because I was living a betrayal to myself. I didn't know who I was. I, did, I didn't even recognize myself because that woman was not me. So I love like, gosh, I just love knowing that like your journey, like mine, is just all a matter of bringing you back to you. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> when you say like, you know, you're sitting in the car park. I used to live five minutes from work, but girl, I was always late. <laughs> that tells you how much I wanted to go there. So it's like, you know, you're just like late. And I'm like, you, you don't even live far away from work. Why are you late? Girl, why are you late? But that said, I think, you know, there's, there's so many things that we want to do. We want to like incorporate in our lives. Right. And a lot of the time I've been like struggling with, you know, fitness, exercise, you know, my diets and all of that kind of stuff. But because I was operating in a space that I wasn't meant to be in like it was great for a season but I wasn't meant to be there forever like it was it was very hard to now start adding all the other things that I actually want to achieve in my life right and I think in my journey what I have found is that things you know the 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 my wellness journey has been incremental so you know I stopped drinking alcohol so that was for a season and then I stopped I became a vegetarian so then that was another season right and then now I find that I have the 
capacity and the and I guess the the consistency to to say hey I can work on my physical fitness right and then now incorporate that into my life right because I think there were times where I would start stop start stop start stop <laughs> Mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working and I'm thinking is there something wrong with me like why is it that I I can't do this fitness thing why is it that I'm not I don't know losing weight or whatever no, no, it, it, I think it was just the consistency thing anyway but like this year I it's it's almost like something just clicked in my mind in in my body in my spirit that just said that okay let's do this and you know, from somebody who's just like been struggling to going to now I, I go to the, I exercise every day, like Monday to Friday, one hour a week, one hour, you know, each day. And just that consistency to get up, to do it, to, to just explore and discover the, what my body is capable of, you know, and where are my limits where or how do I push my limits it's it's such an interesting journey it's such an interesting journey because I like I said I think sometimes we try to do everything at one time but maybe like me <laughs> maybe you just need to do it one at a time then you start with one thing then you move on to the next thing you move on to the next thing so it's it's been interesting but it's, it's been fun, fun. It's such a difficult, it's such a difficult thing to try to conquer when you're coming from a place of like self-loathing, right? Like in the past, when I was trying to lose weight and be consistent, it was always out of disgust for what I looked like. It was always out of like, I just need to change my body because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the way I look. I'm sick of it. Right. So like, is very difficult to motivate you to change anything when you're coming from such a heavy, guilty, shameful place, right? So like to find healing inside, now when you approach anything that has to do with body change or changing food, you're doing it from a place of knowing your value, knowing that you wanna take care of this body so you could thrive in this life that you have. You do it from a place of like, acceptance and loving and recognizing everything that you're capable of. You like the challenge. You like the feeling that the consistency brings you. Even you start to notice differently how the workout gives you energy and not to mention having that like the daily workout, the daily movement, the pump up and energy also shows you what you're made for, for the rest of your life, right? Like you have so many different characteristics that you've built just from the consistency of this workout and showing yourself things, right? So like, I think that instead of working out as punishment to now working out as like a tool to, to live well, is completely different. Like you, and, and again, that happens inside. Like you don't just go to the gym and then fall in love with your body. You fall in love with yourself and then you do things to improve your body. It has to be that way because anything else is not going to last. Evelyn, just preach, girl. Preach. It's like, yo. Yes, I agree. I love to I watch it. So my question to you is this How do you feel like? How do you feel like this journey has helped you just embrace you as you are physical, mental, emotional? Like, how have you just been able to look at you and say, like, I love you, girl? 
Oh, wow, 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 wow. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, like with my cousins and everyone, I was bigger. A fact, though, because you know, when you look back at your picture, I wasn't fat, but then everybody like to call, like to, I don't know, distinguish you or, you know, like, oh, that one, they'll, they'll describe me as the fat one, you know? Yep. So it's something that was implanted in my head that, oh, I'm, I'm fat. I'm like this big child, this big kid. And then, you know, when puberty hits, oh my word, that brought about its own insecurities and I had acne, still do actually, but you know, and I just didn't want to be seen by anyone. So now I'm this fat, ugly child with acne chap, bro. It, it was, yeah, I was going through the most. And then I got to, I don't know, I think I had a conversation with my aunt. And I, I think I probably said something like, I don't really like, I don't like my body. I don't like myself, you know? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, I'm not pretty. I'm just not, you know, I'm just... I'm ugly or whatever and she's like no you're not and then she started like pointing out these different features you got beautiful eyes you got beautiful legs da, 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 da. and it's like I borrowed her I borrowed her belief of what of you know what she said like oh you've got beautiful eyes so if somebody asked me like oh what do you like about yourself I'm like I got beautiful eyes you know I got beautiful legs or whatever it is and I remember, I remember when I finished high school, we, we went to a, a convent school, a boarding school, and, you know, we had natural hair. So as soon as everybody finishes, you know, grade 12, you graduate, the first thing the girls do is run to the salons and they go treat their hair, you know, because, you know, you've had all this, like, you know, natural hair for a long time and you're just like, I just want straight hair, you know, so, but... I decided not to, and I, I kept my natural hair, but I started wearing makeup and I'd wear makeup every day, every day, every day, every day. And then I'm like, there's one day I didn't have makeup. My face was just clear. And I walked by a mirror and I said, oh my gosh, you're ugly. And then I caught myself and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. If you're not going to accept for the way you look naturally, there's a problem and we need to work on this. So I actually stopped wearing makeup since from that time, like since I was a teenager, just 17. So, you know, usually if you see me with makeup, it's like on a normal day, like, you know, it's an eyeliner, lipstick or something. And then if it's a function now, I'll get someone to do my makeup, but I'm just not a makeup girl because I, I wanted to teach myself, love myself, regardless of, you know, what others considered flaws. And I wanted to be able to look at myself in a mirror and just be like, yo, babe, you're gorgeous. Like yeah. you're just gorgeous, you know? And I think it's been something that I have had to work through <laughs> my whole life. And to the point where, like right now, where I live, there is this, like there's my shower and then when you walk out the shower there's a huge mirror so you have to look at yourself that's right <laughs> like even when i'm bathing when i'm taking a shower i'm like dancing like oh girl let's do this let's do this mm -hmm. and i did have a bump along the way when i had my son because uh, you know 
when you're told like you know you should have that what you call it like skinny waist da, 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 all of that so I had I, I got stretch marks I you know my waist wasn't as tight anymore all of that kind of thing the 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 breasts were not as perky anymore and it took me a while to really just embrace and embody the my new body right and but again it's something that I have just decided that you know what let's work through this you're gonna get to that point where you're going to just love when you see yourself you are just so in love with whatever is in front of you, no matter what is sagging, no matter what is happening. Like I've had gray hair since I was 15 years old and people freak out when they get gray. And I'm like, but aging is natural, right? And it's just something that I have chosen to embrace. And yeah, I I, I absolutely love my body. It's it's been fun getting to love it. <laughs> you're, you're making me smile like ear to ear because I think exactly what you're saying is that so much of the negativity we feel about ourselves and our bodies are like rooted in what we think other people will believe about us. But at the end of the day, like you can't expect somebody to give you what you won't give yourself. I can't look at my husband and expect him to make me feel confident. I can't expect him to make me feel sexy. I can't expect him to make me feel beautiful. Like he can think those things, but if I don't think them first, I can't receive them. Those are just his thoughts. And I would think they were lies. So I love like, yeah, it, whatever it is that you want, whatever it is you want for yourself, whatever you want to feel, however you want to show up, however you want to be received, like all of that starts with you. All of it starts with you. And I, I forgot to mention, you know, I used to have like big hair, like huge, it was long. And I think four years ago, about four years ago, four or five years ago, I decided to cut my hair. And like to this date, people are still mourning the loss of that hair. <laughs> but I, you know, that journey of going through, because a standard of beauty, especially like in Africa here, is long hair, you know, all of that. But to have no hair and really begin to understand what does beauty actually mean? Can you still, like you're saying, can you still feel beautiful, sexy? Can you still love what's in front of you despite not having any hair, you know? So that was actually another interesting journey to take it all off. And then say, hey, okay, are you sure about this thing that you say that you really love yourself and really just walk that path? Yeah, and it is it, it, interesting because you find that, you know, I would be stopped in, in the streets and someone would say to me, I just love how confident you are. Like you just cut your hair and like your hairstyle is so short, but you're so confident, like, wow, you know? So, yeah, I think it's, it's, these last four years have certainly been interesting just on that, on my self-love and just also just like loving the body, the package, because this is the only one I'll have, right? So I kind of need to look after it and I, I also need to love it, right? Because when we talk about love yourself, you know, love others as you love yourself, love yourself, love the body, love 
what's within, love everything about you. You and it can take time. Yeah. I I read a or I watched a presentation where I can't remember who the speaker was, but he was talking about love in general and how we talk about love as a feeling but you know that you have come to really be aligned with your core when you no longer think I want to be in love. I want to fall in love. I want to make love. Like although you don't think about that, you, you want to be love. Like I know that I don't just love is not just an action in my life. It is who I am. Right. And, and when you feel that, when you embody that everyone around you feels it, Everyone around you feels it. And I feel like for myself, I love knowing that these little glimpses into my spirit give other people permission to start desiring that for themselves, right? Because it's contagious. Like as much as negativity is contagious, so is love. And we just spread it all over the place. Yes. Yes. I love it. Chulu, I don't, I don't want to keep you all day. I know I want to respect your time. Before we go, and I love our conversations, I know we could just talk for another hour. How can the people find you? What are you working on? If anything, tell us a little bit more about reaching out to you. Oh, wow. Thank you. So it's very easy to find me, Kana Woman. So it's A, like Africa, and then N-A, Africana Woman. You can find us on our website, africanawoman.com. You can find us Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Africana Woman. So across the board, just look for Africana Woman and you will be able to find us. Wow, what are we working on? Please do support our podcast, the Africana Woman podcast. It's actually been fun this year because we expanded. It's no longer just one show. Now it's a network. So we have four shows that are under the Africana Woman umbrella. So, you know, we've got our anchor show, The Africana Woman, and then we have got The Educated Africana, where we're talking about education on the African continent. We are launching a new one, which is called Lemba, The Africana Space, and we're highlighting African female authors and the books they write, the stories they tell. And then there's another one, which is called No Breaks, which is very quick, easy to consume content about, you know, your self-development, your mindset and things you can incorporate into your life. So that's the podcast. All you need to do actually is just look for Africana Woman on any podcast platform that you listen on and you will find us. You'll find all of the shows on there and we're always working on things. But I think I'm excited for January. We are doing something new. We're launching something new. It's called the Success Tribe. And basically, it's about setting yourself up for success in the year. You know, like we're saying today, guys, we don't want you to sign up for the gym membership and then you're in there for two weeks and then never again for the rest of the year, you know? We're talking about finances. We're talking about your mindset, your habits. So if you want to join that challenge, we're doing that in January. And we want to help you set yourself up for success. So as by the time you're getting to the end of the year, you got this. I love it. So yeah, 
I love it. All right, Tulu, I'm going to ask you one last question before we go. And the question is a loaded one, obviously. But in the Minding Mind podcast, we're all about getting intuitive, trusting your gut instincts, doing what's best for you, regardless of what anybody else thinks, feels, or believes. So how has minding your business, the legacy that you leave through your son? I think what my son sees in me is tenacity and authenticness and just being able to believe in your dream, right? Because I feel like so many of us have got dreams, but we don't believe in them or we don't give them a chance and we don't allow them to actually come out from our minds and become a physical thing in this world, right? But from him watching me, you know, build Africana Woman and align our lives as well to to who I am at my core, you know, like to just be me, I think it gives him the permission to allow his dreams to thrive, allow his dreams to move from just his mind to an actual physical thing out here in the world. You know, I believe in experiential learning. And one thing like he has a, he, he's 16, so he, he'll be 16 and he has a, a catering business. Okay. So he does like some mousses, wraps, sauces, and ice creams. Oh my God, you should taste his ice creams. And he has built everything himself. I don't help him. Like I'll just, you know, advise, oh, this looks good. This looks, but he, you know, just to be able to go out, learn how to use Canva, design his logos, you know, test the recipes, learn how to speak to clients, sell his products, you know, come up with promotion. Like he does that all by himself because he knows that if there's something in my mind, there's a, my last business was a wedding cake business. And the, the slogan we used to use is that if you can imagine it, you can create it. And that's the legacy that he has inherited. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I love knowing literally like the slogan from your last company is literally the model that he can live by. Amazing. amazing. That is quite a legacy to leave behind. Let me tell you. Chulu, thank you so much for being here today. I absolutely loved our conversation. And I'm so happy to share you with my people. I know they're going to love you as much as I do. I want to thank everybody for joining us today and tuning into another episode of Minding Mind. If this episode resonates with you, make sure to comment, rate, or review the podcast. Remember that your feedback helps me grow in business and personally. Remember that. And until next time, go live your life on your terms and please mind your business. We'll catch you in the next episode.